Greetings, greetings one and all. So I'm here just having a little reflection, meditation, and I'm in the book of John 4, reading about the um, Samaritan woman, very popular, well-known um, story. I'm looking at it from the message translation and you know i'm just opening this recording just 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 talking just want to talk reason through it as you know i'm just just as all things are are coming and i'm hoping that you know this will edify us and that god will be glorified through this you know it may be maybe a reminder to me to us but i trust that the lord will he will just get what he needs to get at this time. Hallelujah. And so, again, you know, as I look through this, I saw thirst. Because here it is that Jesus, the, the, the word said that he had to go. to to He was going to Galilee just based on what was happening. He was going to Galilee, but he had to pass through Samaria. So it, it's as if it was ordained for him to meet up on this woman at the well. And they're, they're meeting, at, meeting up at a point that is, uh, I want to consider it an important um, point or milestone because what I saw coming out of it was a thirst. So there was a physical thirst and there was a spiritual thirst. And um, Jesus, um, he was traveling. They were walking. The disciples, they went to, to get food and he, he, he took rest at the, the well. You know, he was resting at the well and the woman came by. And so he was at the well and I reckon he had nothing to pull the water. He had nothing to pull the water. But then here comes the Samaritan woman, you know, pulling her water. And Jesus decided to ask her for water. And again, because he, it, we're seeing him as Jesus, the son of God in flesh. And so he, he was thirsty, just as though this woman had thirst and she had need for water. Jesus himself was physically thirsty. But um, I mentioned that there is also a spiritual thirst because Jesus came to do the will of his father. And it was salvation to save persons regardless of where they were from because it was forbidden for Samaritan and Jews to be seen in the same place, to be talking, to be friendly. They were enemies. They were against each other. But Jesus knew that it's not about who she is, but it's about what I came to do. What is my purpose? And so he had a, he had a spiritual thirst as well. This woman now came to get physical water. And while, you know, she was there, to get her water and Jesus engaged her in conversation, you know, and ask her, ask her for water. You know, in verse 78, again, I'm using the message. It said a woman, a Samaritan came to draw water. Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? And the woman was taken aback in verse 9. And she said, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? You know, and they were having that conversation. And Jesus said to her, if you knew the generosity, if you knew who I am, you would be asking me, right? And then they, they know who I am. It brought me back to, to um, when, when Moses was going to Pharaoh to, to, to get, get his people. You know, the Lord said, boy, I'm, I'm here to cry at the Israelites. 
And him said, go and get my people. And one of the first questions that Moses asked was, who should I say? And God said, I am that I am. And so Jesus here is saying, if you know who I am, the I am that I am. So I am the water when you are thirsty. But because this woman, she did not come into the knowledge of whose company she was in. She did not come into the knowledge of Jesus. Maybe she didn't have expectation that he would be like that. And so she was more focused on the physical water but i realized that as the conversation got deeper because right after jesus said if you know who i am you'd be asking me asking me for a drink and jesus went and said i would give you fresh living water no this woman heard something that was different because when i looked at it she's drawing water from a well it is not a fresh water you know it would have been even if there was a fresh outpouring downpouring of water it would have chances are it would have been mixed with water that was there already so even if she was just looking at it physical physical as she was at that point the fact that she heard fresh water and i believe that she was curious to hear living water living water and so right there i believe that jesus had her attention and you know the woman said so bad to bad I'm a Samaritan, you're a Jew, we're not supposed to be seen together, but all right, fine, you're thirsty, but how are you going to get this water? You don't even have a bucket. So yes, you can get some water from Jacob's well, but you know, and I pondered about it and I said, wow, whatever, what was happening between the Samaritan and the Jews, it was just so bad that she did not even thought that boy, me could have let him my bucket for get some water. It was about, all right, fine, so we are both going to pull water from this well but you don't have a bucket you know and so when when she mentioned when she said boy you don't even have a bucket then she came back to say so how are you going to get this living water and when i saw that i'm like yes so she heard fresh living water and her curiosity was piqued and right there and then jesus had her you know and she started to question him now she wanted to know so who is this man so if you're going to give me fresh living water that is going to allow me to not thirst again. So you must be better than Jacob. Because here it is that Jacob, Jacob family, Jacob livestock, they were the ones. They were the ones using this. And you know, the, the Israelites, they were using this. And then they left it for us, the Samaritan, to use. And so you could see the, the respect, the reverence that was there for Jacob and his family because of the deed that he did and so she was saying boy you must have greater authority than jacob if you're speaking about this different water you know so she was thinking of a natural water at that point still but jesus was 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 trying to say hey i can give you more than this water that you're pulling from a physical well like i'm going to give you something that is going to keep you and so right there we saw curiosity you know we saw curiosity and another thing that 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 um stood out was you know jesus went he, he emphasized the difference between the physical water and the spiritual water you know he said yes this water you're going thirsty again and truth is this woman this wasn't her first time to the well and so she had a need to replenish the water and she knew she knew that boy I, I'm, I'm i'm assuming it would have been a trick it would have been a trick to get to this well because i think it was the border of somewhere and so 
She must have been tired. She must have been tired as well carrying this water pot. And um, even the time, I don't know what time she left out, but it was about noon when all of this was happening. I would want to believe that maybe some sun out and all these things. So if you heard of an option, something that is going to ease even your physical, your physical struggle, your physical pain, just weariness, then curiosity is going to be there. And Jesus told her that, boy, yes, you get thirsty. And so that is why you keep coming back to this well. But I can give you a water that you never run out of. You will always have enough water and a replenishment. And I like in verse 15 that she said, sir, so utmost respect, sir, give me this water. So I won't ever get thirsty, won't ever have to come back to this well again. And I was like, whoa, just recognizing that this is, here is a solution. She did not hear everything, you know, but she heard enough to decide, say, no, this, whatever he's offering me, it must be better than what I have. It must be better than what I'm used to. And I like that. I call this a truth reckoning because them are talking about physical water and everything. And Jesus just changed the story. Jesus said, go call your husband and then come back. Can it get more personal than that? And again, it's, it's a moment of truth. It's a moment of, do I really want this water? Am I going to let this opportunity pass me? Or do I just do what I need to do? Because this is going to change my life, my circumstance and my situation. And, you know, when Jesus said that to her, she said, I have no husband. She left it right there saying, you know, like she's not going on her story. She didn't decide to pull out the encyclopedia and, and, and Wikipedia and all these things and Google. No, she just said, I have no husband. Like it was a diplomatic response. But remember we said that Jesus, the son of God. So he was, he was in flesh, but he was a hundred percent God. And so he knew everything. He knew he was going to meet up with this woman. He knew her story even before she started to get personal or, or to try to answer or to state, you know, what it was. And Jesus said, um, that's nicely put. I have no husband. And Jesus pull out the woman file. Jesus pull out the woman file. Everything or history. And he said to her, you've had five husbands. And the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. And I'm like, whoa. When, when I pause, I took a pause and I pondered on it. And I said, this woman would have went through one relationship. I wouldn't call it relationship right now. It never worked. She went through number two, number three, number four. Them never work. And she's at, she went to number five. Five husbands. So I'm going to go back to husbands now. Because husbands is also speaking to a commitment. It is speaking to a bond, a vow. You know? And she would have gone through five. And I think about it and I say, Wow, this woman was still searching for something. It is obvious that... Even though she was heartbroken, she was frustrated, she must have been fed up, but she was still searching and longing for something. And so when Jesus decides, hey boy, I can offer you something that you won't even thirst again, chances are this woman enjoyed the little tricks 
to the to the to the to the well because it was just a time to maybe get her thoughts in order whatever it was and then she heard that there was something better and she owned up as we said it's truth reckoning she owned up to what it was that was her reality she couldn't decide to boy you know what digging up my past speaking about my character because I don't think that was just a good place. Personally, <laughs> it's not a good place. When you have to, when a file like that is pulled for you, it's not a good place. It can be a shame-faced thing. And she, she, she endured it. She decided to stick through the, 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 the truth reckoning process. And Jesus said, you spoke the truth there sure enough. And so, you know, again, she wanted something more than what she had. She wanted to break away from this. She didn't want to fail. Why is it that she was at number six, but there was no commitment? Because Jesus said to her, the one you're living with now isn't even your husband. So yes, she's with him, but she's not even sure she wanted to have that commitment. It, it, it didn't speak to stability or what she was longing for. And so there was a gap, there was a void, there was just something missing. It's like this woman was just going through the cycle. She was just in tradition. She was just going through nothing, like maybe without purpose. She was just going through aimlessly. Okay, fine, I've gone through five, I'm at six. And if I need to go on, then she was willing to go on. And you know, when the woman recognized that, all she said was, I don't have any husband, but Jesus had the backstory. Jesus had the file. He was able to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And she said, no, man, you're not normal. You're not an ordinary man. Who is it that I'm really talking to? And I felt like at this point, she, 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 she could now understand why Jesus said to her, if you knew who I am, then you would be asking me for a drink. So when Jesus was able to say, boy, this is who you are. Then she recognized that he was not ordinary. And she said, oh, you're a prophet. And I like that when she recognized that he was not ordinary and that there was something more about him, he was supernatural. She decided to ask something else. And based on what she asked, I realized now that she also had a spiritual thirst. So we spoke about the physical thirst that she was at a physical well, wanting water to replenish, you know. And now, based on what she asked, and this is in verse 19, 20, I recognize that, yes, she also had a spiritual thirst. She may not have had enough information. She was in tradition. What do you do as a Samaritan? She knew it as a Samaritan. She knew based on what was handed down to her. She knew it based on what was spoken. But she realized that she wanted more. And she said, tell me something. Our ancestors worshipped God at this mountain but you Jews you superior ones insist that Jerusalem is the only place for worship right and so again this this confirm that I want to I want something more I want something more but based on what I am told like this woman was torn she was torn between traditions traditions from the the Samaritans and traditions from the Jew and she was at a point where she want to I want to think she wanted to do the right thing but she found someone that she said no you're not ordinary and 
you're something about you because you were able to tell me more than what people you were just able to to tell my story and she chose to ask him that question because I also want to believe that she was recognizing that he was the I am that I am and verse 21 to 23 says he said believe me woman the time is coming when you Samaritans will worship the father neither here at this mountain nor there in Jerusalem. You worship guessing in the dark. We Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews. And so Jesus was there. Here I am. I am a Jew. I am the Jew of Jew. And Jesus was just saying, hey, I am showing you the way. I am able to quench your thirst. And, you know, it continues and him said, but the time is coming. And I love that Jesus just said, it no longer is it coming. It has, in fact, come when what your call will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter. Hallelujah. Amen. We can done right there. So I'm going to read that part again. But the time is coming. It has, in fact, come when what you're called will not matter and where you go to worship will not matter so while jesus spoke this to the samaritan woman this is a word for the time this is a word for now and that's the beautiful thing about the word of god it, it, it was spoken it was inspired it was written how many years ago but right now read my word read my word but the time is coming it has in fact come when what you're called so this woman was called uh, maybe a, a, a prostitute maybe a sketel me don't know if we still use that whatever the terms were jesus was saying all right it doesn't even matter what you're called based on the fact that you've had five husbands and you have a kid man no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you if you've heard that being a Samaritan, you worship here. You worship on this mountain in Samaria. Or where the Jew them say that you worship in Jerusalem. Jesus just broke down the traditions right there. He broke through those barriers. And he said the time is coming. The time is now where it doesn't matter what you're called. So your, pa your past does not matter. What they call you even now does not matter. If you have met Jesus, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter where you go to worship. And, and listen to this part, 23, 24. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. So it is coming back to when Jesus asked her the truth reckoning question. Because if she never owned up to this, Jesus would have recognized that she was not ready for the water that he had to give her. But she, she accepted where she was. She accepted who she was. And that is what he's saying in this part. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. Your worship must engage your spirit in the pursuit of truth. That's the kind of people the Father is out looking for. Those who are simply and honestly themselves before him in their worship. God is sheer being itself spirit. 
Those who worship him must do it out of their very being, their spirits, their true selves in adoration. And the, the King James Version says those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I do believe that that is it. You know, that is it ultimately. Knowing why we worship and being truthful in how we worship. It's not supposed to be dictated by, by who you are according to, to, to it, who you are according to tradition, who you are according to legalism. No, it's supposed to be about your personal truthful relationship with God. So if at the time when you're going into worship, your truth may not be the truth for anyone else. It's about you reckoning, recognizing that God, this is my truth right now, but I desire to worship you. And once you own up to your truth, rest assured, like just like this Samaritan woman, you will get into the true act of worship. And, and Jesus said to her, he says, how you live? It's the life that you live. It's, a, it's, a, it's not about you coming into a gathering and being dressed physically, but there's no life. There's nothing happening on the inside because it's a heart matter. It is something that has to do with the heart, the spirit. Hallelujah. And so I just want to thank God for just bringing his word to us even now. You know, just reminding us of who we are and how we are expected to live no wonder he said, let our light so shine so that others will see and come and glorify God. And, you know, the woman, if, if we continue, if we continue on the story, the woman said in verse 25, the woman said, I don't know about that. I do know that the Messiah is coming. And so again, it is confirming that this woman was also spiritually thirsty. She was just torn torn because of religion and she didn't know the right direction the right step to take and so she came back to say boy i don't even know about what you said just now i'm not so certain about it but the messiah is coming and when he arrives we'll get the whole story and jesus came back to answer her because she did jesus had said rather that if you know who i was then you'd give me the water and in verse 26 jesus said i am he i am he said Jesus you don't have to wait any longer or look any further and that is it that is it she 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 she, she reckoned she came to full reckon the full the full reckon in terms of her truth and the truth of who it was that she met at that well and so her physical thirst well her spiritual thirst was quenched and that satisfied even the physical thirst so again, bless you, bless you, we give God all the glory, and I just trust that someone we will be encouraged to remain in truth, because the Holy Spirit sees through everything, we can't hide, and that is it, this woman, she, she barely, she, she, just, she just hinted at the fact, she hinted at her position, but Jesus, sovereign God, all-knowing God, he knew everything. So even if she decided that she never wanted to say anymore, he knew everything and he could have said it for her. But it wasn't about putting her in a shameful position. It was about showing that he was in fact and he is the I am that I am. 
So again, love and blessings. May we continue to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth.